All right. And welcome to another episode of Boots, Balls, and Bras. We're back in the studio with Eartha Pond, Farrah Williams, and I'm Bex Smith. We had a very tasty weekend of FA Cup, women's FA Cup, obviously. Um, but we're, today we're going to be talking about the title race, the Champions League coming up. And we have an interesting topic on club compensation for our second half. So don't forget to stick around for that. Let's kick off with the first half. Our title race is looking still very tight. We've got Man United up on top with 41 points, 17 games played. Chelsea right behind them with 40 points, only 16 games played. So if they win, they'd be at 43. Arsenal currently at 38 points with 16 games. If they win, they're at 41. And Man City at 38 points with 17 matches played. The only major news that has come out this week in terms of those top four teams is Kim Little's out for the rest of the season with a hamstring injury. Now looking at those top four, how much do we think that's going to affect those top four standings? And are you still going for Chelsea, Farah Williams? Of course, yeah. I'm firstly gutted for, for Kim Little. Yeah. Uh, been a phenomenal player for Arsenal this season. Um, a standout in, in games and moments when Arsenal haven't been at their best. I think Kim has been the one player that has really tried to drag them through the crap, so to say. Yeah. Um, so that's a big miss for them. And with the Champions League coming up, semi-final mm. for them, um, a big miss. And they've got Wednesday night. So tomorrow night, they've got Man United away. Tough game in yeah. terms of the top three. So that'll be a big miss. Having said that, I think Leah Williamson, when she come into the um, quarterfinal of the Champions League, into midfield against Bayern Munich, I actually thought it was one of her best games of the season mm. in, in the midfield. Um, so she will have a big task ahead, certainly in the Champions League. And I think they'll probably use her in midfield. Um, but I actually think on the run-in, Man United have the tougher of the games, the yeah. tougher of the fixtures left. Mm. But they also have it in their own hands because they play all of the top teams. Mm. so they still have to face Arsenal they still have to face City they've obviously got Chelsea and they've obviously got Liverpool which is a bit of a derby for Man United um, so they have the tough run in but it's in their hands if they win all their games they win the league yep. um, but yeah of course I still think Chelsea well, I think they have the better of the run in out of the four teams um, yes they've got to face Arsenal but it's at home so I think they have the advantage there um, so in terms of the run-in from now until the end of the season, I think Chelsea have the, the better of the run-in. They haven't been performing at their best, mm. um, but they've been getting results. Yeah. And I think that's what's important. And I think that's the difference with this Chelsea team. And I've said it from the start of the season against the rest of the teams. Earth is looking at me like she's got something to come at me with. No, <laughs> so I'm no. waiting for her to jump in and tell me that <laughs> no, no. I'm chatting a load of crap. But let, let me hear what you got to say. No, I wasn't going to jump in about that. I think obviously you mentioned the rap about Kim. I think not just this season, like Kim's mm -hmm. just been like ever present and put some respect on Kim's name. Oh my she's, day, she's new amazing. contract as well. And new contract, Oy. amazing. So I think that is a, a massive loss for mm -hmm. Arsenal. I know obviously there's other great players in the team, but if we're well, the rest of the teams around, we're thinking, boy, let's see if they're really, what they've got about them because it's such a major loss. I think even if we have, have a quality within the squad, you can't replace Kim. No. It's a different type yeah, of game. Completely. They have to change the way they play. And I guess for other teams, it's them not having their, going with their first option and how they'd like to play, how they'd like to set out, how they'd like to, I guess, attack teams. So for them, they're having to find another way in mm. essence. And is that other way good enough to beat them? And I think for managers, they're saying this is their second option or their one of their other options, not their preferred option in terms of competing against us. Are we really going to let them beat us? And we're using our sort of first mm. option. So 
yeah, it's really exciting. Like, I really, if there's one team, I think from that loss, I think it might be big enough for them to just slip away at the end. Arsenal. Arsenal. You know I what? As well, it's, it's they picked so up out of the top three, though. But not necessarily out of the top three, up, but in terms up of They picked up a couple like of in, well, Kim, challenging. Uh, Kim Little was injured yeah. For, yeah. for Wednesday night against United. Kate McCabe suspended for yeah. the, you know, the, the ball in Chloe Kelly's face. Yeah. Funny one, but yeah, she's suspended for that. And then obviously Caitlin Ford and Catley, they didn't play, play for Australia. Australia yeah. So, I mean, Catley's been arrested? out for a while. Hopefully Caitlin Ford was just, yeah, was one on of those where she's rested and she'll be fine for the game because if four of them are out, I know. Um, and do you think, I was wondering that when they were playing, when England played Australia, which we are going to talk about, but was she injured or was she, I mean, she obviously was injured, but was she sort of resting because she wanted to come back because mm. she knows she's got Champions League and title race. And yeah. I know that's not something you normally. I would have said potentially both, right? The only yeah. reason why I'm going to say no, and I think she must have been injured, is because England. Australia, England, England yeah. and they're resting. going to be the host nation. In Wembley. So, yeah. so I'm a bit like, no yeah, I'm not sure that. she would have um, wanted to miss that. But yeah, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's I think she would have been injured. It's good and bad because obviously Arsenal sort of picked up over the last few seasons mm-hmm. and they've had so many injuries this season. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see like what would they have done with a full fit mm-hmm. squad with Mead, yeah. Mead and Mar, like yeah. you think none of those. I know injured. you, yeah, was, you think um, that they're out Raffle was injured for a bit. Leah was in, like, there's so much in and outs. Imagine like. I just want to see a double. You know what Chelsea would say the same. Earth. I know what I'm saying. I just with Frank Kirby and Harry. Yeah. I want to see and Buchanan Millie now. As well. This is my yeah. whole yeah. point in terms of I want to see like every complete, team, fully every fit. team just fully <laughs> fit. Like, what does that really look like? That will blow my mind. I know. <laughs> Imagine like women's football without as many injuries. Exactly. Oh my goodness! And that's, I, know, I know it's just <laughs> sad, like, isn't in it? Hindsight, really, right? But I'm just thinking like that's what we want to see. Like we talk yeah. about, we promote it, we do the marketing around having the best players. And you really just want to see like what does that really look like when everyone is firing, which actually frightens me because I don't know how many Tottenham has, has that many injuries. So <laughs> 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 I'm oh, glad you dropped Oh my god! I can't. There's nothing <laughs> to save me. Like you not did that yourself. Oh, so we've got Man United no, playing. They did. They had a couple. They obviously kicked Graham. A couple. That's what I'm trying yeah, to no, say. At the beginning of the season, Graham, and then they had yeah. their, what's the name? They Rhea signed Percival's um, come Percival, back and to who's the one they signed from. Brighton. <laughs> we picked up, they might be all right. <laughs> but it's interesting, right? Because you, we talk about the injuries and Man United has, I'm not going to knock on wood, but fair, had very little this season mm. when you look. So they must be doing something, right, in terms of that setup. And I know Polly Bancroft is running that the women's side there. She used to be at UEFA and Brighton before that. So it is interesting to see, you know, with a fully fit squad where United is, which is currently at the top, but still with Chelsea and Man City, or sorry, Chelsea and Arsenal two games behind them. But we've got Man United playing Arsenal tomorrow. Um, that's going to be guys, a big one. In. Are you at that game? Are you doing the yeah. game? We at the yeah. game. We at the game. We at the game. And what do you think? It's in, it's in Manchester. I was excited for it. You know what? United's difficult to go go mm. to. I think the fans have been fantastic. They oh. they, they do fill out that Lee, Lee Sports Village. So they do get a good crowd. Um, yeah, it's an exciting one. They yeah. both need to win this game. Um, what do you think? Arsenal got Champions League coming up. I'm not sure what they're going to prioritise. Yeah. Um, I don't know which way Mark's, he's going. Mark's prioritising I don't want to throw... Yeah, of course he is. He's all, no he's FA like Cup, no, none right. of that. Like He can, can do, yeah. You have to just go for it. Like yeah. Imagine. They have to qualify Man for Champions League. winning the league. league. That yeah. is un... That's as, but ma- even that's, that's as wild as me for playing Champions for the men's league. team. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, all right. Literally. Let's not get too carried yeah. away. But Man United still has to qualify for Champions League and with Man City sort of having that experience... Okay, can I ask a question? Go on. If United finish top three... Yeah. And don't win the FA Cup. Yeah. Is that a successful season for them? 
Um, I would say yes. yes. Yeah. You'd say yeah? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, and I'll give you another example. The same way that you mentioned, for example, when we was talking about Russo being sold to Arsenal and if they were able to uh-huh. make money back, yeah. did they expect to make that money back? No, they'd already kind of yeah. said that's what they wanted to do. So in terms of what did they set their sights on? Did they just want to qualify for Champions League? Like what was the group's Yeah, no, like, I get that. But you know when, you, you, know when, when, you, when there, you set you yourself be, on, on Champions League, but you pretty much sat top of the table throughout. Surely if you don't win the league now yeah. and it be in your hands, yeah. let's not get this wrong. It's in the United's hands to win the league. Mm. Do you not think it will be a failure if they don't? I look at it from a bigger picture, you right? Yeah. Because like, I get it. They've got the players, they've got Mark Skinner and you know they have the setup and they have the brand name Man United. But when did they start? Was it five years ago in the second division in the championship? Six years ago? And I don't care like who you are, what brand, what players you have to throw together a team and to actually try to like that ra- rally for the, the championship title and to qualify for Champions League within five, six years. That's mental. Okay, so well, let me throw back what, at you. Second. Liverpool. When I signed for Liverpool, we threw together Yeah, but that was team. 100 years ago, man. No, it wasn't. No, <laughs> that was we threw together a team and won back-to-back back titles. No, but, uh, yeah, just... but when was that? When, when the WSL started, started. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah, is when 10 years ago? 12 yeah, but, years my, ago? but my point being, you've just said about throwing a team together. Liverpool threw a squad of 16 players together, yeah. right, and won the league and in their first season, and beating a dominant <laughs> Arsenal team, and then won the league the next season. Yeah, yeah. Le- okay, let me. So back to back seasons, I'm just saying. Yeah. My point on that so then. I'm saying, if Arsenal Man United have been building for five years or whatever, of course it's possible because Liverpool did it. So when you talk about success, what I was going to say is there's two types of success. Success in terms of as a business and a team. So what they wanted to do is in terms of qualification, that would on the strategy mm-hmm. in terms of success in terms on the pitch and the players and how they feel to them they're going to say that's an unsuccessful season because yeah, it was in their hand in terms of what the strategy looked like for the team it's a successful I'm season I'm talking as a player as a player it's unsuccessful yeah, as a player it's that's tough a, isn't yeah. it that's like, because you want to win have, you're there you're yeah, there you're, yeah. you went to a cup final it's, un- it's unsuccessful okay. yeah. but as a, t- as a t- team and what they're doing then it's, su- it's successful let's, let's talk bottom of the table Let's talk bottom of the table yeah, let's then. Talk, like, let's talk Tottenham. Should we go? Should we go? Let's start from the bottom. We've got number 12, Brighton, <laughs> with nine points. We've got Leicester City with 10 points. We've got Reading with 11, Tottenham with 12. Liverpool then jumps to 16 points at number eight. And West Ham sitting comfortably in position seven with 17 points, but, well, arguably comfortable. And then Everton jumps to 24 in sixth place. So for me, it's one through six. Everton has 24 points and then it jumps down to 17 points with West Ham and then mm-hmm. it's basically just dismal bat after what that. What a league. Oh, what a sign-in from Brighton, <laughs> by the way. The manager. Yeah. Melissa, what a sign-in. Mm. I mean, I don't know if you saw the, the, the semi-final game. To just turn a team around within a week and to be able to put up a performance the way they did against Man United, who have been so good this year, it shows the quality as her as a coach. Mm. I think you're talking about Melissa. Phillips. Melissa, yeah. yeah. I'm talking about the manager. What a sign! She potentially is going to keep his team up. Yep. Now that's massive for Brian. Yeah, that is. Ever, you're just looking through me like I'm not here because what I'm saying. I'm is- fuming. I'm fuming because I'm just sitting here as a um, London City Lionesses player thinking <laughs> yeah. he ducked us at yeah, the yeah. end we're yeah. not look, we potentially won't go up because Bristol's on the brink of yeah, getting promotion now you now come back from LA with your tan <laughs> you're playing in <laughs> FA Cup semi-finals and you could be the hero in terms of keeping yeah. Brighton up I'm just not happy because she went to Angel City didn't she as an assistant manager we would call it a coach over there in the US and then literally about five six months later has mm. come back yeah great signing yeah That's, you know what it's tight at the bottom Leicester Brighton and mm. Reading are in trouble 
Mm. They're in trouble. Yeah. Tottenham have bought themselves into that pack because they're only a point above Reading. Yeah. So Tottenham are in there, but I think they've got too much quality to fall down. I know. But I know England. I say that. I know, I know, Ethel, you can do your whatever. I'll do that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> but I don't see them. I don't see them coming in. I think it's them bottom three. I think it's Brighton, yeah. Leicester and Reading. And I, you know what? I honestly believe if any of them go down, they don't come back up. Yeah. That's sad, isn't it? Financially, I think, just, I think if tr- Tottenham go down, they come back up. Were well, they in my three that I just mentioned? Irma. No, but that, I said three. But Brighton. You can't, you can't disregard Lesser them just because they've got quality. They've, it's, there's been no consistency. Yeah, we know okay. it's there. For me, they, they have to still be in that mix. You can't mm. just say they're not yeah, in it yeah, because yeah. No, they're, they're in, in it. They're in the mix. Well, right. Brighton, oh, they've got to turn up and Brighton play. also is two games behind, so they've only played 15 matches. So if they were to win those two equal with Leicester City's 17, um, they would then have 13 points. Mm. So they would actually sit above Tottenham in ninth place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to be fair, I think Brighton could be quite safe looking forward and, and with just, that signing. It's just who their fixtures are. Yeah. It? So it's like they've got obviously Everton. Well, Brighton, Liverpool. Everton is tomorrow as well, yeah. isn't it? And then um, they play, coming the, up the, on the, the weekend, they've got Liverpool. Brighton play the teams around them. So they still yeah. got to play West Ham. They still got to play Tottenham. Yeah. They still got to play Leicester. So, and I think, they, do they still have, no, Liverpool, they don't have any, but they, they play weekend. the teams that are around them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in terms of it being in their hands to stay mm-hmm. up, it pretty much is. Is that great though? Very is chance. that like every game's a cup final? Because it has to be. That's um, do you yeah. mean? So that gives Get them an extra kind of oomph in terms of like with their manager. Like you're playing to stay in the league. Yeah, it's that good the other yeah. day. It's pretty motivating too, isn't it? When you're near the bottom and then you look at the the run to the end of the league and you go, okay. Because it's always, I remember when we were in Wolfsburg and we were trying to qualify for Champions League and we had Frankfurt, who at that time was like the Champions League mm. finalist, I think the year before, as our second to last match. And we ended up beating them to qualify for Champions League. But I remember that was, it was all towards that game. Mm. Whereas, you know, if you're constantly looking at the teams around you, you just have to be motivated every week. So I don't know which one's better, but um, moving on to Champions League, because we have semi-finals. Um, Saturday, the 22nd of April and Sunday, the 23rd of April, we've got Chelsea Barcelona on Saturday. Barcelona on, heading into that with 60 wins in a row with a goal difference of 100 plus. I'd be really keen to think if either of you think that Chelsea's going to win. Chelsea, um, they're Chelsea. obviously at home. No, they will. I, I know Chelsea it. Chelsea will do, win. They, they will really? Win. Do you think I that? I think so. The same do you as think, England will uh, beat Australia? It's, 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 or? It's, no, it's basically, it's basically <laughs> down to... It's, you're playing for a place now, right, in the final. Like, all the stats that's gone on before, whatever's happened, like, it is literally down to these games. And I think in terms of those big moments and game management and being able to get it over the line, I think tactically... They got it. Like, I think Chelsea will beat Barcelona. Okay, you heard it here. But I want Barcelona to win. because. But I just <laughs> but I just think See it, yeah. if they turn up and execute the plan, they execute the plan. Mm. I, hope, I mean, look, we hope both Chelsea and Arsenal get to a final. Mm-hmm. You know, two teams from, from WSL would mm. be perfect. Mm-hmm. I think they're both going to struggle. Yeah. Um, I think they've both got top, op- uh, top, top opposition. Um, I don't know how to, based off of the way Chelsea have been performing, they've been getting results. So that's what, that's mm. the only thing that gives me a little bit of hope with Chelsea is that they have been getting results when they've not been performing well. Mm. And they have Sam Kerr in their team. Yeah. And for me right now, she's, she's the, one of the hottest yeah. players. Her and, her and Bunny Shaw within WSL yeah. are just like, they can get you a goal out of absolutely nothing. Like they did on the weekend, like which we'll talk about weekend. later. Yeah. With the FA um, Cup. So with Sam Kerr in your team, <clears throat> even playing without the ball, which Chelsea have done a lot of this mm. season, they played a lot of their games, big games, 
with less possession, yeah. which is unlike them. Mm. But they're also missing big players. Frank Kirby and, and Harder are two really important players in the way that Chelsea used to press with Samka. Mm. They didn't initiate that press with them. So they haven't had players in there to allow for that. Mm. And regaining possession higher up obviously gives them more ball. And also so letting Barcelona think, play. I think, but I think Chelsea have learned danger, to be comfortable without the ball this year. Yeah, this this year. So I think actually they're going to go into this game going, well, actually we played most of our games this season mm. without the ball. Mm. We can play in those transition moments and be good in those moments. And they have a striker like Sam Kerr that can play on the shoulder mm. of defenders and then with their speed in behind. It's dangerous. Yeah. And if you can get deliveries into the, into the box for her, she's probably one of the best, most, yeah. I would say, the best headers in the women's game. Yeah, even even with her height, which yeah. isn't that tall. Yeah. She, her movement to just, her, her movement to work back shoulders and centre-halves to, 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 to get goals yeah. is phenomenal. So they have a chance for sure. It's going to be tough. I think it'll be tough both Chelsea, Barca and mm. um, Arsenal, Wolfsburg. Yeah. And we saw I... Wolfsburg batter Bayern the other day, yeah. by the way. I think it was 4 or 5 Yeah. Oh, battered them. Mm. But going back to Barcelona, I think... Um, one of the things that I, I, I totally agree with you, Chelsea is very comfortable not having possession, but Barcelona, on the other hand, is probably the best team on the planet in possession. Mm-hmm. So it's that and, and the lack of being able to press, because when we've seen them not do as well in Real Madrid game, for example, in that first leg, the first leg, mm-hmm. um, what Real Madrid did so well is they did press high mm-hmm. and they put the pressure on and, and you could see that then Barcelona did struggle. So... Yeah, I don't know what their tactic will be in that one, but you also saw Paredes and Mapileon, the two center backs. Paredes is slowing down, you mm-hmm. know, and, and with the Sam Kerr over the top. So you can I can imagine them getting caught out in that central area, mm-hmm. obviously not wide with Lucy Bronze, but I do think that Barcelona is a bit vulnerable in that central defense area, despite Mapileon's ridiculous goals. I think it's going to be a mistake. A, a moment of brilliance or penalties. Can't wait for this Mystic Meg. 6-0 England against Australia. No. Now we're going to go. <laughs> no. I promise you, a mistake. I'm not listening to it. Anything. Got her ball out again. Yeah. Or penalties. Got her ball out. Now. All right. And, and then on <laughs> Sunday, we've got Wolfsburg Arsenal, which you already mentioned. Wolfsburg <clears throat> battered Bayern Munich. Thoughts on that game before we head to um, the halftime team talk? Tough. Tough. Yeah. They were away as well on the first leg. Yeah. And I just mean off the back of travelling up to Manchester midweek to then go away to... Wolfsburg. Yeah. Do you guys um, prefer? Would you prefer? I think it's better that they play away. away first in Champions League. Depends. Yeah. It depends because for me, for me, Chelsea need to go away oh. to Barcelona, New Camp, right? Yeah. Camp no, New, whatever, yeah, to with it. something. Yeah. yeah. With something. So what? What they can't do if they was to go to Camp New or whatever and come back with nothing or yeah. two, three, four mm. goals behind. Stamford Bridge is no, there's no point even turning up, right? Yeah. Yeah. If they go from Stamford Bridge now to Camp Nou with with a two goal two lead goal, or yeah. a one goal cushion, they're going to feel a lot more comfortable mm. in that environment. I'd say home. So I would prefer, especially at the latter stages, home. get your points. Well, yeah. we because Wolfsburg now goal do difference that. don't mean anything. Yeah. Away goals and all that. So actually, that doesn't mean anything. It's Going true. in with a lead psychologically. And I think with Barcelona, you're right. Because remember, Wolfsburg went to Barcelona in that first leg and they mm-hmm. lost miserably. Was it 4-1 or and something? And then they come back. And, and then yeah. they came back and, and beat they were better, them yeah. And they yeah. were way better. Mm, but at better. that point, it was kind of like, Game over. it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. They could just hold yeah. their ground with that 4-1 lead. Um, really interesting. All right. And so... Are we guessing? I think Wolfsburg will win this game. I think they'll win that first game on Sunday. That's my prediction. I don't know what the score well, will be. Well, they don't have a midweek, do they? They've got a whole week yeah, to, exactly. to prepare for that. They've and just come off the back of a really good very strong uh, mentally victory right now. against Bayern yeah. in, the, in the semis. It was the semis of the cup, yeah. right? The German cup. I don't yeah, know what yeah. the cup's the called. But, Pokal, yeah, yeah. The but they've, just, they've just beat a, a good Bayern team yeah. who have been pushing them. So yeah. they're coming into that with full of confidence. Mm. But I think Arsenal will approach that game the same way that They've approached the Champions League. I think they've actually been really good in Champions League. 
So and we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, you just killed our pod midway through talking. Don't worry, we'll keep that in. We're not even going to edit that because yeah. we've got two clowns filming us and recording us <laughs> that decided to put an alarm so we could stop talking after twenty minutes. <laughs> Don't worry, I didn't want to say anything else. It's done. <laughs> Halftime team talk, guys. Sneak it out. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Fabulous. All right, so that wraps up our first half with our title race for the Barclays WSL and what our thoughts were on the UEFA Women's Champions League semifinals coming up. And now heading into our halftime team talk, we've got a roundup of uh, not only the international games that happened here, England, if you haven't heard, fell to Australia in their first game in 30 unbeaten games. That's madness. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about our women's FA Cup. Let's do the Australia one because, um, Eartha, your prediction was 6-0? Six 6-0. Zero? Zero. Congratulations, Serena, <laughs> for, for your long run. It was a brilliant. I don't think people, someone will beat it anytime soon. Congratulations to Australia. Mm. No, it was it was a, a great performance. It was an aggressive performance. Um, it looked like they just wanted it more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, England, for me, just couldn't work it out yeah which is a bit surprising um but actually when I think about it have they really had to work it out in a very long time I don't think they have so it's great in terms of a learning opportunity um I'm still disappointed though in terms of performance I know Mm. everyone's saying great we've done it here instead of the world cup Mm. as a competitor I'm few I'm not I wasn't even playing and I'm still fuming it's (laughs) like you know you have those training sessions and you're fuming you can't Mm -hmm. wait till the next session because it was just yeah it doesn't go how you wanted it to be but yeah, it, it's gone now. I'm sure they'll move forward. They'll start to rebuild. And if I'm other players on the that are not getting selected, I'm thinking, hmm. And mm. we talked about it in terms mm. of Steph the other day, thinking yep. I, deserve, Horton, yeah. I deserve a How place. Old. And when you look at that performance, it's like she could have gone in and done a job. She could have done as yeah. good as those players. So you get it when you, you'll, you'll have those conversations and those players who think, actually, I might be able to still nick a place. And I think it maybe puts a rocket up the current squads behind mm-hmm. to say... Mm-hmm. Like potentially, I don't. To be honest, no, I don't think there's going to be much changes because it just won't happen. But do you think like there was to... a mistake in the lineup? 
And the subs? I'll tell you what, I think, <clears throat> I think... For England? We look tired. I think England look yeah. tired. Mm. I think that's fair to say. I think some of the players did look tired. That's no excuse. Yeah. No. I think we looked... We didn't look like we had any leaders in the team. Yeah. It, uh, certainly against Australia, there wasn't any real leadership uh, on the pitch. They lacked creativity. Mm -hmm. But for me, the most disappointing, when you know you're having an off day, yeah. you've got to win your duels. Yeah. And I didn't the see battles, not one yeah. player win a 1v1 duel on that pitch. Mm. And that was what was more disappointing. Because yeah. let's not forget, I know England would without Millie Bright and Frank Kirby. Yep. Australia without five of their starting 11. Yeah. Five of their starting 11. Yeah. Catley, their best Ford, ones too. Kennedy, Simmons, and the, the, ben the, Eggman. The, the one that got, yeah. There you go. There's five. They're starting 11. Mm. So we've actually played a second string Australian team mm -hmm. that actually played without the ball and were better than us. Mm. They were more clinical. Mm. So that's, that's disappointing. And we had a home crowd. Yeah, a huge so home crowd. So, so it was just it was just more, it was just more, we just ran out of ideas. And, yeah. it, and you know, when we did concede, we didn't look like coming back into the game at for the no first point. time. So we didn't look at any, when we went behind, it was kind of like everybody, the body language of the England team was just like, just, yeah. It what do done. we do? Yeah, that's exactly how it looked. And so I think for, for a team that's been... Mm. So good this season. Mm. That bit was a disappointing bit. And Farrah, quite quickly, you mentioned when when <coughs> we had Jill on that you don't in terms of the impact players and, and the whole squad. I, and I was coming to that. I was coming to that. Like there Jess was no Park, one. There's Who? no one. Jess came on the, the last like eight minutes, right? Mm. Right. And was like the youngster that's got all the energy. And what, no, other mm. than that. But Earth, this was my point, right? Weren't excited. That was why I was asking Jill. Jill's got the question mm. because Jill's got. If you yeah. listen to the last week's podcast, yeah, yeah. I said in the podcast, she thinks this is the best squad of players she's ever seen. Yeah. That was her words, right? We can yeah. actually cut and edit those words yeah. because I was, yeah. I was surprised by it. Yeah. Because I even said to her, well, am when, I really when that you deluded? Like, you mean that like <laughs> our generation weren't good? Yeah. No, but on a serious note, I was sat in the stand and I looked to the bench when Hemp got injured mm. and they brought on Lauren James, right? Then I'm like, we need to change something. Mm -hmm. And I looked to the bench and I was like, who do we have on that bench that is going to bring, come into the game, bring some energy, bring some creativity? Nobody. Yeah. Shit, Nobody. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, they brought Rach Daly on and they played a sort of midfield, you know, when they yeah. played the two high tens in there. So not as a number nine that she's been doing. She didn't really have any impact in the game, in yeah. my opinion. Um, and it's, then not, I'm like, it's not her position, is not it? Not really, but, but then I, as a forward in, in top, top games, it's really, really difficult. She's mm. only going to be an impact player at England. Yeah. She's not going to be a starter nine. Yeah. So she's going to have to find a way of being able to impact the game mm -hmm. from the bench. I'm not sure that's her strength. Yeah. And then I'm looking, I'm like, who are they going to bring on? Yeah. Now, you, you haven't brought Beth England to the squad, a goal scorer. Yeah. Right? So she was in the European, she was in the, the, the team that won the Euros, yeah. but she hasn't made the squad since. Nikita. Yeah. In form at club Paris, and, yeah. and, and hasn't been yeah, selected. Now yeah. she's somebody that's got international experience and at this mm. level that counts for something. Mm. So bringing a Jess Park on with zero international experience in a big game, for me, it's a risk taking them to the World Cup. And I know people will say to me, oh, but we took Toon and yeah. we took Russo to the Euros and they had no experience. And we took Chloe Kelly. Right, you did. But what they did have, they had three years WSL experience. Yeah. And, and that's not what Jess Park's had. Clubs. And nor yeah. was Katie Robinson. Because Katie Robinson's been on loan in WSL2 and Jess Park hasn't played until this season. Mm. So they haven't had enough and home advantage. senior uh, experience yeah. at club level or international level. Mm. Whereas mm. people like Nikita and Beth England have. Yeah. You know what they can do. We miss Frank Herbie in that game yeah, massively. You and you know, everyone talks about Millie Bright and we missed her short yeah, at the back. We did. But in terms of that creativity piece, nobody's been mentioning Frank Herbie. Mm. And I've said it before, the final 
Nobody mentioned Fan Kirby. The job she did in that final when we beat Germany was massive. Yeah. And she's missing. What, what is her prognosis? Do you we tell know? me. I don't yeah. even know Millie's. I don't even know Millie Bright's letter. Yeah. Like no, we still haven't heard so, that. Yeah, what about the other question I had, which I couldn't find anywhere, was um, might have just been I couldn't find it, but Greenwood. Why was Morgan Concu- I think she, I think she got concussed yeah. because oh, she, she? she took a. I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that. Yeah. Because it didn't look like she got any sort of injury, but she did a head. In the Brazil really game. Hit in the Brazil yeah. game at Wembley, right. yeah. Um, she fell back on her head, so oh, it looked okay. Yeah, because I, so I, I think, think that, that that sort of you had Carter on the left. But Morgan actually, I thought Morgan was, was very good. Yeah, mm. centre half. I really, I really like his name, Morgan. Yeah, for somebody that, that don't have that much experience at, at international level, she's actually a really composed defender. Yeah, calm, composed. So, so based really on good. so based on the squad that we've obviously seen over the last few sort of fixtures and Arnold Clark Cup etc. Who that's currently not in the squad, would you think? Pff. Well, I've just named two. Nikita Paris has Nikita to be Paris, and, and Beth England has Beth to be England. in it. Any for you, Bex, mm. that you think we have to consider? They just have to go. Like, what I'm saying, even if they're squad players. Yeah. You've got to have strong squad players. I think that's the thing, right? Because you had, even at the Euros, you had Jill Scott, who mm-hmm. was yeah. a sub. She was an impact player, mm-hmm. you know, you can't forget. And her leadership and what she brings to this squad. And this is a very young squad, mm-hmm. the, England, the England team. And I still agree with you. I don't really see very strong characters and Beth England is very you know Beth England is carrying that Tottenham team right now mm-hmm. and I've seen her play live a couple mm-hmm. times and just her work rate and her passion and she'll come up with something you know or she'll she'll go down fighting she will mm-hmm. go down in flames and mm-hmm. Keats is the same isn't she Keith, Paris yeah. and yeah you just see a little bit of you know lackadaisical everyone sort of staring around looking for someone else to sort we of lack midfield though you know Beck. so our midfield we're lacking in midfield that's Without what Frank i mean Kirby, like, i think kara walsh is a fantastic player is she like a strong leader no i don't see that i think she's a fantastic player and how she plays is she leads by example yeah. so that's yes absolutely but is she one that is gonna I don't think they want that from her though. You know, that's, no, that's no, not, that's it's not, not her character. Yeah, and I'm not, not it's not, yeah. again, that's not, that's not negative. Mm. That's there, not everyone is a very strong leader on the pitch. You can't have that because mm. that doesn't work in a team. But you just look around at that starting lineup, Georgia Stanway, arguably, yes, but still very young and, and also quite emotional. You know, we've seen her get red cards because mm. she's pissed off, <laughs> you know? So, so I really look at that starting lineup and I think, you know, besides Williamson, who again is quite young and doesn't have mm-hmm. really big tournament experience mm-hmm. a lot. Who, who is that leader? Who is I, the one? I do feel like with Kira, like she's, when we have Kira playing, yeah. In, within the team we c- she makes things happen absolutely but if no you doubt. look at the Euros and, and her impact that she had in the Euros was a success absolutely right now teams would have got onto that so now Kira's yeah. development in my opinion will be is that it's that cat and mouse mm. how do I outthink the opposition how do I rotate my position within the midfield or whatever it might be You've got to do something different that you've always been doing. Which is exactly in order to get on the ball to be able to impact games. Because they were trying to stop the ball into Kira the whole time. At least prevent Kira from playing forward. So even if she had touches, it was a it was a negative pass. It was a backwards or a sideways pass. What we need Kira doing is breaking lines, which if she's get if we get her on the half and facing forward, she absolutely hurts teams. Now, but also players around her have to be aware of that. Mm. Now is it the likes of Georgia Stanway, which we saw in in a couple of games, especially the um the Norway and the Sweden game where she had to come lower yeah. and, and, and have a two pivot to make it difficult for that press that mm-hmm. we're trying to play out against. I don't know, but certainly something needs to change within yeah. that, whether that be Kira herself and that, that's her development. How can I get in games where teams are trying to stop me? But also as a collective team, now it's finding a way that how can we help Kira Create space. get into yeah. the game? How can I be, how, and, if, and if it's not Kira getting on the ball, how can I free myself up to Absolutely. be in that position? Yeah. So 
there's a few learnings and I'm yeah. sure they will. And Serena's an, an unbelievable manager, somebody yeah. that, mm. you know, us English She'll certainly trust in. Yeah. But there are some things to think about and to consider between now and the World and Cup for was, sure. That was one of the things that I said, I think it would be beneficial for this team to either go, but they haven't even been losing a game mm. going into halftime. Mm. I mean, that's nuts. That's absurd. I don't, yeah, it mentally, is, but I don't think it's a bad thing. Mentally, I think you have to have those rehearsals ahead of the World Cup because if you're on the world stage and there's a lot of pressure we saw it when they when England was playing Spain right where they where we were like oh my god they, they could actually lose this game that was a huge benefit to them mm -hmm. moving forward that they could come back that they could win that game they could push on and beat what arguably a lot of people thought would be the women's Euros champions so mm -hmm. I personally think that I agree. It's never fun to win. You don't mm -hmm. want to be like, I think they should lose one of these two games. No, mm -hmm. hell no. You want to win every single game. Mm -hmm. But it was a good thing for them because they were trailing at halftime, which they mm -hmm. haven't been, and they lost 2-0. And now that'll be, they'll be pissed off about that. Mm -hmm. And they'll bring that into that big tournament to go, okay, we've been here before. We've worked on this game plan. We know how to come out in the second half to change something. Uh, and I think it will be beneficial for them. I, I think they're not going to the World Cup with that with that loss. They're definitely going to have a game bef before that at some point. Um, but one question: so impact player to go in the squad that you need to bring on to get yourself a goal? Are you and you've got one sub? You bringing on Daly, England, or Williams? Oh, up, mate, you already know my answer. Who you bring? I bring on Williams. Who you bringing? Bex. Mm. Rachel Williams, honestly. And she's a good character, but the only thing is, if they're not even going to consider her, or look at but her. She doesn't play enough minutes. She doesn't play enough minutes for United. We can't even, we can't even consider her. Yeah. Why not? They won't consider her for that reason. They won't consider her because she doesn't play enough minutes. But you're right in terms of impact player, and she's done it over the years. It's not just like it's not just Rachel Williams is now just doing it for Man United. She's she been was top doing it at Tottenham last year when she was at Birmingham, yeah. when she was at Notts County. Mm. So she scores so goals. Why is she not? Why is she not more? But in this the is squad? my whole point. Like you're talking about, you're talking about a squad. and she's a good Jill, character. And Jill mentioned mm. this week that even when she went with the Euros, she didn't even expect to play any game. She was just wanting to be in the squad yeah. and for the squad to win. If we're looking at actually they winning took me a then, tournament, took that. Winning, winning <laughs> and a gold medal, <laughs> winning a tournament. Jill, man, why didn't tell me this? <laughs> within a tournament you, you, like the impact if, if you're saying you're now going to use Daly as that impact player you've you got to take you, you can't, can't have her as a number you 10 you can't there's that no can't way be, like, that can't be the justification if you're looking at the best impact player to come on you've got to the, the pool has to be opened up England yeah. has to be in the conversation Williams has to be I in the conversation I think too it totally depends on the type of game because I just think Daly doesn't have as many skills in her lot like she's an amazing striker sort of in and around that mm. penalty area inside the box but you know I think Williams potentially has more forget the game to dribble to, you need to score a goal yeah exactly this is this is a this is 95 0.67%, you're <laughs> going to get a goal from one of those two players. It's not about someone else performing well and got other things in a locker. This is what they do. This is their bread and butter. This is what they do week in, week out. Mm. Do you want that? That's the question. So we can beat around the bush and say, oh, you can play up front, you can play at the back, we can do this with the squad. Do you want a natural out-and-out -out goal scorer that when the hits the fan, you need a goal? They're the ones that's okay. going to well, well, fan? We know your answer. <laughs> so you guys are going with Williams. All right, let's move on to the FA Cup because we haven't even got to that. And this halftime is already really long, um, which is probably what England needed. I don't know. Against <laughs> Australia, they probably need an extra 10 minutes to chat through. Um, but Man United beating Brighton 3-2. That was dramatic. And then Aston Villa finally losing to Chelsea 
when obviously Sam Skur, Sam Skur, Sam Kerr scores again. It basically her last name should be Sam Score, but I mean they won one um, zero to Aston Villa in in the in late in the second half. Uh, so that final will be Man United Chelsea or Chelsea Man United I should say FA Cup final fourteenth of May. Thoughts on those games? They were both really good, weren't they? I thought they were great games. I just like the fact that both semi-finals were really competitive, weren't yeah. they? And I don't think people expected them to be as yeah. competitive as they were. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I didn't. I didn't. Game. I thought Brighton and where they're at um, in terms of how they've been performing in the league last. Um, <laughs> I, last I didn't week. actually think they'd go to United yeah. and put up a performance mm-hmm. they did. And arguably, they were the the better team for periods. And I, I just mean that in their transition, I thought mm-hmm. they were very good. I thought they defended really well against a good United team. And they actually exploited Man United's weakness in wide areas, mm. but lacked a little bit of quality. So I think if they had better quality, it could have been a different game because they actually got beyond the United fullbacks. I mean, yeah. Katie Robertson gave Hannah Blondell an absolute nightmare of an afternoon mm. um, okay. on that right-hand side. So I thought she had yeah. a very good game. Um, and United going but United in found a way. Time. United Losing. found a way. And, mm. and Rachel Williams, who we just spoke about, you know, if I was if I was doing commentary in that game, even though she only played five minutes, I'd have given a player the match for yeah. scoring a match winner for sure. <laughs> yeah. Just putting it out there. Uh, Big up Rach Williams, always. Yeah, always. Um <clears throat> I think for me, I'm just looking forward to the final. I don't know, maybe I'm just Chelsea, Chelsea. I mean United and I'm Chelsea. Literally, just in terms of like just like if you look at arguably the two teams that have, like in terms of their fan, fan base. Like, yeah. the, I don't know why I can already see the red and blue flags flying like everywhere just like the whole, the whole day. And I just think in terms of like, you want them to come and enjoy the game. And yeah. like you said, United and Chelsea always have their almost full stadiums mm. week in, week out. Um, and to have that at Wembley, yeah, like it's not going to be as big as the men's game just yet, Bex. But in terms no, of replicating right. the fans flooding in, red flags, blue flags, mm-hmm. neutral, just the love of the game. Like, I just think it's going to be an amazing showpiece, the north and the south of the country. And I think this is yeah. strategically what what you want to see. Yeah. In terms what are you going to say? Well, strategically, strategically what the FA wanted. But you couldn't say it. Blue fags. I was like, wait, what? No, strategically in terms of like that widespread. Because you know, like back in the day, it used to be like either the Southern teams or the Northern teams that were really strong. And now actually you've got a North and a South and being able to like let those fans. So again, all the motorways are going to be clogged up because they're all coming down to the home, down to Wembley. But I just think it's a really good day out for all fans. And, yeah, I'm just looking forward to a great game and Man United winning their first Chelsea Cup. winning. There you go. Chelsea. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we're, we're one-on-one. We're split on that one. But the final, if you haven't heard, is on the 14th of May at Wembley. BBC Get your tickets. Live on, BBC guys, if you want to watch it. <laughs> live on some channel. Yeah, I think it's... Um, BBC. BBC. Yeah. 2.30 p.m. And that wraps up our halftime team talk. So moving into our second half, we had a topic that came up. It's not a new one. I mean, we've have sort of chatted before about it, but Carla Ward did mention in one of her interviews that she wanted the FA to review non-senior transfers because Reb John is moving to Man United um, and they don't get any compensation for that. So obviously in the men's game, you have club compensation and a lot of clubs are actually built on this on the foundation that they can make players, develop players, sell them on to bigger clubs and then get a cut for every time that they Mm -hmm. move on to to bigger clubs. So that's what club compensation is uh, by definition. It doesn't exist in the women's game. There's been a lot of discussion, even when I was back at FIFA, about should we bring this into the women's game? 
And um, keen to hear your thoughts on that one because Carla, for one, is uh, definitely beneficial. And when I was working it with Benfica, they were a club that really put in a lot into the men's game and the men's side, and that that is their business model. So to not have it on the women's, and you see their women's team only really mm. starting now, you know, arguably there's there's the argument. You're giving clubs that argument to say, well, we can't invest as much in the women's because we don't get as much out mm -hmm. on the back end. Yeah, no, fair, fair argument, but I I mean, it's frustrating. And mm. I've worked at I'm saying academy, so RTCs, which is in the women's game, which is a youth level at pretty much most of them, I did it when I was at Everton and they heavily invested in their youth setup yep. because they wanted to bring those players through. I did it at Liverpool, but it wasn't heavily invested in wanting to bring the young players into the team at that time. But at Reading, when I was there, again, another team that certainly in terms of finances, they heavily invested in their youth pro uh, uh, pro projects mm -hmm. and, and set up so that they could bring them through and they brought a few players through. So in terms of the lower teams down the spectrum that really heavily invest in trying to bring good young talent through, it's disappointing that when they get to the age and then the likes of like Chelsea, Arsenal, Manchester City, Man United, the big teams, and rightly so, want yeah, the best players. Of course. And rightly so that the best players want to go to the best team. Yeah. That they're then able to move without any, as you mentioned there, any compensation, any any selling fee, buying fee or whatever. And so the club feel like they've invested six to eight years of their time in making and developing a player to just go, now you're 16, 17, see you later. Yeah. It's really difficult for clubs to take and for a coach to take because you then want to coach them at elite level. Yeah. You want to see how they can go and develop and shine, you know, in, in the game. And I think the more frustrating thing for these teams is that normally when they do go to those clubs, mm. they don't play. The bigger clubs. So they yeah. go to the bigger clubs yeah. for no fee. They take them away from these smaller, so-called smaller clubs mm. that have really invested in them time-wise. And, and to try and develop them as players to then go and sit on a bench or then be put, put out on loan even worse to a different team and not even back to their the team that they was developed mm -hmm. from. So yeah. it's really difficult. I know having spoke to Reading that there's a structure coming in and Earth, you can probably elaborate because FA board member and all that, you must know more <laughs> than I do. But I've heard that there's something that's coming in this summer. Mm. Problem is there's players this summer that are out of contract yeah. that are going to go potentially on a free but Earth, come on, elaborate, no, we, please. No, we're, give we're, us some insights. We're old, we're old enough to remember the sort of seven day request. Seven day request. People, <laughs> a team basically put a seven day request in to, to have a chat with you, and you could be in that team the week Next after. Day. So, like, this, this, as you said, it's not a new subject no, in terms yeah. of players going across. I think there's a couple of things you mentioned it, Farrah, in terms of policy change. These things take time. Yeah, like it has to go through this board and this council has to agree and blah 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 blah. So, I think authorities are always looking at making the game better like Carla said it's not a new thing I think the bit that's disappointing it, it meant that she then weren't involved in the squad for an FA Cup semi-final and mm. as a young player like you want to play in those big games or being around it and get that experience yeah. so from a personal level I think that was again a bit disappointing but then I think we can't have our sort of cake and eat it in terms of the Why not? Why no, 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 cake no, 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 I'm talking about in terms of our um, <laughs> youth development you. and, and how we're trying to develop the youth. We talk about not being compensated as a club and developing them, but also outside of that, what do the young players get before they get that contract? Because they're still a squad player, they're still being able to play an impact and being a, a product for the club. Mm. But financially, how are they being supported? In the, in the men's game, they get 
everything thrown at them. Like mm. they Good have a, a college program, they have all this, like they're Gold getting paid. Spoons, what, what do the women get? Yes. Maybe they go and play you for know the what? academy. Uh, that, that's a good point, right? They just do bits and hit. They financially, they, don't they get, get no support, support as a young person. No petrol, no food, no kit. Exactly. You have to buy your own kit as well. So, so I imagine being part of that amazing squad who some of them maybe are on 250,000, whatever it is a year. You're Because you're a young player, you don't get any of that input, but are expected to do everything exactly the same mm-hmm. as the rest of the squad. So where's the investment for me when I'm a young player who's mm-hmm. everyone's buzzing about and can come on and doing an impact, but I get nothing for it. I'm sitting on a coach maybe, and I'm just going and back to my food, days. No, no money, food. no food. No, like you're traveling yeah, away. You don't get nothing. No and they're like, oh, go Agreed. to the services. And you know, the meals, are, a sandwich is about £8.99. And already, like, you might, as a young yeah. player, think, oh, I can't even afford to go mm. off and get some. Like, where is this well-being piece mm. and this concern about this young player when they're not getting anything? But all, This is but why I love Earth, you know, because the these are the things that, no, I, you know what? Like, bring it back. So I know that, but I didn't even consider that. Yeah. Like, Take a step back. As a coach, so as a coach saying, like, when right. I'm thinking as a coach, right? And even uh, when some young players that yeah. just stepped into the senior team mm. would be on the coach without any money. Clubs mm. don't even give them expenses. Mm. They don't even get paid because they're too young to get a contract, what is this, right? Like, a nurse. So you could be in the squad. At se- you could be in the squad at 17. Yeah. You can't get contract until you're 18. 18 yeah. So some Anything of these players that are 18. traveling with the squad at 17, yeah. if the parents don't give them money to travel with. I remember we used to stop at the service station and these kids aren't getting off the bus. Hungry. Yeah. They're hungry. <laughs> and you ask them in the embarrassment because it's a shame piece, right? Earth? Yeah. And you, yeah. you know what it's like to be shamed. Yeah, yeah. It's not a nice feeling. And, and certainly these young players don't want that. So there would be times we'd be on the coach that they don't, don't get it. So when I think back to the academy mm. where the kids pay every year for the kit, yes, it's expense, like, as in like it's, it's cut price mm. or whatever it is, discounted. But you still have to pay, I think, £250 mm. for your kid to sign for an RTC, yeah. to get a pair of shorts, talent center, uh, yeah, yeah. to get a pair of shorts, a t-shirt, socks, a raincoat, and tracksuit bottoms, mm. right? But then you still have to, your parents still have to pay your travel everywhere you go. So that's two sessions a week plus, mm. a, plus a game. They'll still have to expense their food. They still and have to expense so, football boots and that might and vary. Pad. The boys get that. The boys yeah. get picked yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, boys' so academies the, get the picked up. The question is sort of, is this a chicken and egg situation? Because mm. if you are investing in that youth, but then you have the club compensation whereby when you then do sell that player or that player then does sign, mm-hmm. then you get that investment back. So, But that varies as well is that in one terms of, the of clubs. The bigger clubs, you don't have to do that. What so again, mean? that's a benefit in terms of you might not, you don't have to pay for, they'll be able to maybe give it to you for free because they've got that relationship in yeah. terms of kit provider. So yeah. why am I going to stay at another club where I have to pay £250 yeah. and I've developed you and I can go to what's seen as a top four club and actually all of that's provided for you. Provided. I remember being at Arsenal, I used to forget oh, my shorts yeah, every, every week. week. I have moved <laughs> on. I have that. You do that I left my boots. I left my boots. Oh. So like, and then Vic I was like, wondering oh. why you did that. Literally, Vic, oh. Vic used to come in and be like, oh, what boots? And you could get blades, mold stuff. You can get everything. Yeah. So as a player there is no expense so it benefits me to go to that bigger club because yeah. actually financially i'm sorted maybe not from a contract point of view but in yeah. terms of outgoing Kit. support mm. these are the things that you don't look at and yeah. this is where i talk about we want to have a game for all but what does that culture look like in that club in those resources for us to thrive and have the best talent yeah and that's so why it's a middle class sport because it's who can access it and who can thrive within that yeah. environment yeah and in there's the u.s so it's even sort of like middle upper class sport because yeah. you, it's all pay to play there's really until you make it professionally which is after college because you can't be professional mm-hmm. in, in during college um you pay to pay but yeah it, it is a good point because to, to your guys's point if you are paying and investing at youth level or if you know that you can get that money back when they do when you can sell that player when they go on to have a very successful career whatever that looks like mm. you will be compensated mm-hmm. back so arguably that is a great solution for to 
to incentivize clubs to pay back. And just another sort of context piece is that FIFA's Club World Cup that they've announced, the Women's Club World Cup, the new one, there's going to be a lot more compensation going back to clubs that do qualify for that, as well as for the Women's World Cup, only a couple um, additions ago, they started then paying the clubs for the time that they're taking the players away, which, you know, technically they're they're on a FIFA window. So they have the clubs have to release these players, but they finally started paying the clubs in the understanding and the realization that these clubs are the ones that are developing these players. So there is already a model where whereby funds are coming from FIFA going into clubs and it's clearly incentivized them to have those players. You know, I want World Cup players because prior to that, you know, talking to some other people that run clubs, they're like, there's no benefit for us because mm. we, we develop these players all year round. We then have to give them to over to their international teams, their Australia's, England, New Zealand's. And uh, I pointed to you when I said Australia. Sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. That was that was bad of me. Um, but yeah, and then they come back injured, and then they can't play the rest of the season. And they're so they're putting all this money in. So actually, there there already is a start of that. But yeah, I think it I think it makes sense if you have it on the men's side, and not just because you have it on the men's side, but you have a a model that works. Mm. Finally, like there is actually something we can copy from the men's that is working. Um, I think it's it absolutely not, but, but, but is it work? But, but it, it, it isn't. It isn't working. Let's be honest, right? Because the men do invest heavily in their academy kids, right? To to maybe get one that comes through that they yeah, can actually but it profit pays off, back. not it pays the whole it back. of it. It does. I doubt it I pays the whole of what they invest. Back, yeah. Okay, maybe it does, but the women's not game. In every, not in every club. What you're you right, would in, you're right. what, what what you'd invest in the women's, you're never going to get that back in compensation. Yet, yeah, yeah. Because the funds are just not there. They're just mm. not the same level of funds. For, for that compensation to be at, at a piece where you go, okay, we've invested this much over this year or whatever, yeah. or over this six-year period. So Yeah, and until there's know. more investment in the game and there's more money in the game anyway, you're right. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a good point. Good. Anything else on that topic? No, I'm done with it. Done with yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Look after the kids. Look after the kids. You know that's, what? That's my last Bottom sentence. line, they need to invest in kids no matter what. Exactly. Whether there's you're getting the club compensation yeah. or not, it has Do to the be right taken thing. care of. So that wraps up our second half on club compensation. Moving into our extra time, we had some BBB fan questions. We had some good ones. Thank you guys for sending these in this week. First one we have, uh, this was for you, Farah. Maria Rasmussen, 88, said, do Reading need a new manager and are they staying in the league? Now, I know we talked about this during the pod, but just a quick one. Do Reading need a new manager? Absolutely not. Nope. I think that, I, I don't think it's not for me. It's nothing to do with the management. As I said, um, in my opinion, when I was there, in terms of the the, the detail on the pitch, yeah, was probably the best level of detail I'd received. Um, but it's difficult. They're they're a club as as I mentioned over the years. Is that the brand Reading is not mm. big enough to get big players to want to come and play for them? So I don't think it's so much the coaching. It's more that as a product itself and a name. Who wants to go and play for Reading? Look at what yep. the men are doing. And most teams, you compare the men, the, the women's team to the men's team. If it's a big name in a men's game, you're more likely or more invested to go and play for them than you are in the women's. Mm. So like a Leicester, for example, because a men's team well, yeah. won the league a few league, seasons yeah. back or whatever. They're probably known worldwide now. Reading are not a global team. Yeah. So for that, I don't think it's the management. I think it's more the product. Yeah. Ever stop screwing up your face at me. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Come at me with something. No, I'm saying I saw a Reading shirt. Where? <laughs> <laughs> so they but are a big brand. But that's, but that's just normal. That's just normal. All right. Um, next one we had was from H. Guardo. Thoughts on the new playoff system in the French League? 
to decide Champions League spots. So for those of you guys who don't know what that is, under the new format for the French Ligue 1, uh, the top four teams in the league standings at the end of the season will meet in two semifinals to be played in May 2024 at the end of their season, and that will determine the title of the French champions in a one-off final the following weekend. Thoughts on this because I actually played in a league that did this in Australia. And so we were top four and then, no, we were, were we second play? I can't remember. And then we had to play in the final, the playoffs and we lost in the finals. So we ended up getting second. And I remember thinking, why are we doing this? We've just worked a whole season to, to get here. But I do also see the other sides, but I want to hear your guys' um, thoughts first and then I'll say Not my... for me, not for me. Why not first? Not yeah. for me. It's dumb, right? So let's let's it's let, dumb. Let, it's dumb, right? Let me, and that's let me, why. Let me let me give you a scenario. I'm I'm a Man United women's player. I finish top of the league, right? And the goal, you didn't the goal, the goal is your example because they've been there and done it. Oh right. Um, <laughs> so this is very high. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. And their 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 goal for the beginning of the season, which you spoke about, will potentially be to be in a Champions League spot. Yeah. They finish top of the league. They then go into a four team semi-final final yep. for one to three to be placed for a Champions League spot and they finished fourth. Oof. But yet they dominated the season Oof. and they don't get Champions League football. Are do, you kidding me? Do better. Get out of it. <laughs> get out of it. It's a, nah, it's not for me. Play I don't buy it. And I'm not even, even when you talk about, oh, but it brings the crowds in, oh, it's entertainment. Nope. As yeah. a player that has performed consistently well and finishes mm. top of the league, I want my winning league trophy that takes me to Champions League and I'm <laughs> yeah. done. I don't need a playoff. I don't need a playoff. Okay. Yeah, like my, my thing is about consistency. Yeah. And that would have been me for the yeah. season. Yeah. Imagine winning it. Imagine finishing top, right? And <laughs> we, being the I know, best we team over the season <laughs> to being told, actually, you got to go for a playoff for a Champions League. No, bye. That's, it, it <laughs> yeah, for takeover. No, no, no. <laughs> and, and it's a good point. And it reminds me, and it, all the time, I just think of it in terms of the Women's National League, in terms of the, the pyramid, where you have the North and the South. Uh, Blackburn yeah. used to like uh, dominate the North like yeah. for every single... We know who's going to win the North. It's going to be Blackburn every single year yeah. by like yeah. 100 goals. They'd play the playoff <laughs> against the South and then lose. And then for me, it's about how motivated are you to go again to play the whole season against the teams <laughs> that, you've, come up. that you've just been battering for the whole year. You've got to do it all again. And for me, it's we want it to be competitive. We want the best players to play as high up mm. as they possibly get. And I mm. guess for me... Like like Farrah said, the consistency. If you've been the standout team and you've gone up, then yeah, just let them win. Let's not do this. Do that. That's what cups are for, no? Like yeah, yeah, you have yeah. cup games just to me, have yeah. a one off and yeah. have win and have those extra competition and all that sort of excitement. Woo! But no. In terms of a league <laughs> and consistency, let's just no. let the most consistent team, the person who deserves it, like to to win the league. And yeah, yeah and just and yeah, take that forward. Yeah, and you sort of wonder why they did this because it was part of their whole new development plan in France. Um, and uh, with that, they also had a few other things. They they had promised to put more investment, 20 to 25% more um, funding into the women's game as well. Um, they had they wanted more tenders to, to broadcast the league, et cetera, et cetera. But I think it, uh, for me, it, it feels like the biggest driver for that is commercial. Because oh, do you, you, think, have, you think they're getting bored of seeing Leon win everything, well, right? And they, and they potentially think in a one-off game, Leon, Leon are beatable. But that's what I was So I'm thinking say. PSG potentially one-off game can beat them and it could look like 
instead yeah. of seeing Leon although Leon but... was involved in the determination of all of these plans I, I, oh, I sort of crazy. was wondering because Leon has been so dominant is it a way that they can are looking mm. to rejig so that in a one-off game potentially mm. and I guess that's to your point that's the problem <laughs> with having a playoff because it, it is one-off yeah. games you've got two games and anyone can have a good or bad game but really what creates a champion over the season is that duration mm -hmm. and is that longevity of okay no matter what happens we will get more points than everyone it's else dumb. It's, <laughs> dumb. it's dumb let me, I, I it's said that at the beginning you looked you're playing the league the team that's the best keeps winning so he said no give them another chance let them have another <laughs> have another shot and I then they're so. winning okay no yeah, you, you won but okay have another go it's just like why don't they do it at relegation why don't you think about that at the bottom? Yeah, I like. You finish I rock bottom. Like you won no games, but I'm going to do a four-way semi and final. And then you like. Why don't they do you that? Get some really good players. Why is it only considered the at the top? Window. Why yeah. is it only considered at the top and not the bottom? Yeah, it's, I mean silly, they do obviously suggestion. They do relegation um, tournaments as well in other other leagues. So yeah, I mean it's an interesting one. I don't. I think I'm sort of. I, I understand why from a commercial standpoint and it definitely creates like an additional competition. But yeah, from a player standpoint, I didn't really enjoy it's it. It's me playing penalties with my nephews and I'm like, have another shot and they take yeah. it and I save it. Last <laughs> one wins. No, last yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah, winning so you're goal. leading 10-0, but this Let's, is the winning, winning goal. goal. Yeah. Let's go to winner. <laughs> yeah. And I blast yeah, it in. I, I still it. let them lose. Yeah. All right. And uh, one other one we got from H. Gordo was thoughts on Julie Ertz's comeback. I'm going to take this one really quickly. Julie Ertz has been one of the stalwarts of the U.S. Women's National Team. We spoke about it before before they came over to play England and I said they really miss her and I think the consistency that she used to bring to that midfield she is back ladies and gentlemen she took some time off in 2021 because she had injuries um, and she also had the birth of her son but she's back and she's just been transferred to Angel City and for me that's probably one of the most exciting pieces of news that from as an Amer as a half American you can probably get ahead of the World Cup because I think that'll make a humongous difference to this US team what do you guys think about the US team winning the World Cup? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Next. Who knows? I don't know. But I said, no, but in terms of her return, you remember her I, I, right? of course, of yeah. course I remember her. I mean, she pretty much helped win the 2019 uh, uh, World yeah. Cup for, for America. She was phenomenal in there yeah. um, with Haran and um, even Lavelle when they were in there, yeah. the three of them. Um, so yeah, that balance between those three is huge. Remember yeah. when Arsenal nearly signed there in the window? Did they? Did no, they? Don't joke <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't hear that. Anyway, moving on. Thank you guys. We enjoy all your questions. Thank you guys so much for sending them in. Really, really appreciate it. And make sure to catch us again next week on Boots, Balls, and Bras. Have a good one. Ciao. Adios. Bye.